0: So, I'd like to look at, um, uh, Pasha's, um, Pekude, uh, chapter 38, verse 8. What page is that? you say? Yeah, chapter 38 of, uh, of, uh, Exodus. Chapter 38, verse 8. Um... <laughs> and um, I want to, <laughs> thirty-eight, verse eight. So that's page five hundred and twenty-seven, and twenty-seven. And I want to look at one pasuk. <laughs> and the pasuk is uh, verse eight. And I actually um, we had learnt about this idea. <coughs> uh, do you see that verse eight? Vayas es hakior nechoshes. and he made uh, the laver, the bowl. <coughs> Page five twenty six. He makes this copper basin. Yes? Mm Nechoshes, out of copper, right? The laver of the copper and the base. There's a spoon and a bowl. And he's making it out of copper. And now he comes out with this very, very mysterious word. Bemarot hatsovot. Bemarot. Mare is a mirror. Oat, I have no idea what that word means and no one knows what that means. Moraot Hatsovaot. So we have to look at what that oat <laughs> means. Ashetsovu well that's the same word as tsovoat. <laughs> Petach <laughs> This pasuk in itself raises huge issues as to um, what is the kiyo. Uh, the, the the priests had to wash their hands and feet uh, before doing any kind of avoda of the korban. Um, What's interesting is that it's not copper, it's copper, it's not silver or gold. Um, so the raw materials are produced. We're not told that what the menorah is made of, we're not told what, you know, why are we told, page 526, about this laver, this basin made out of copper. Not only is it made out of copper, this basin, Um, it's made out of marot. So the copper is shiny. A maret in modern Hebrew is what? A mirror. And I want to ask you a question. (coughs) Here, 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 sir. Um, If I told you that I want you to make something out of a shiny material so that you can see it through it. <coughs> what are you gonna see in a mirror? Yourself. Yourself. Okay, so let's start before we go into this. What do you see when you look in the mirror? That I saw twenty once years ago. Ago. Correct. <laughs> Is your right the right and the left the left? No. No. To this day, we haven't devised a mirror that is a true reflection of ourselves. It's a mirror image of ourselves. When you look in the mirror, there is a distortion. However accurate you want it to be, it's a right-left inversion. That's today's mirror. In the ancient Near East, a copper mirror was polished, and you would get as best as it could provide. We don't, they didn't have Quicksilver back then, so it wasn't as good as the image. You are going to get a distorted image of yourself. Like when you go to the arcade and you see an inflate, you go to the Navy Pier, there's an image there, and and my grandchildren love to look at themselves in that distorted image. They're fascinated by the distortion those little minds look in the mirror and they expect to see themselves and they know they're going to get a fat image or a narrowed image or a widened image. And I think that the key to understanding the whole pericope that regarding the, <clears throat> the basins that were made out of Marot we still have to parse These these images is critical as we look at this text, not as a historical text or an archaeological text or a biblical text, but as a spiritual roadmap for ourselves. How do I look at myself? How do I look at my life? And apparently, we're told <coughs> uh, by the Sforno and the Nitzv, that there is a fundamental distinction between the copper basin that the kohenim used and every other appurtenance in the Mishka or the Beis Amikdash because every other vessel involves an actual service in the Beis Amikdash whereas the Kior is a preparation for a service you have to wash your hands you have to wash your hands in that kior, in that basin before you even can do anything and according to the Nitzv, it's a machshir for the avodah, meaning that if you as a Kohen wanted to do an avoda in the Mikdash, you pr- the prerequisite for doing it was in fact that washing of your hands, and if you didn't do it if you didn't do it, the whole Avoda that you were trying to do was ineffectual. So here we have a unique basin made out of copper in which you washed your hands, in which the Sforan and the Netsiv said it's ma'akev, meaning without it, you can't do the Avoda. And not only that, it's made out of a shiny copper that looks like a mirror crazy crazy again 138 <coughs> chapter 38 8 by yas as haki they made the copper urn the ace Connor the laver that's the the spoon and the bowl out of copper the marot had sova out out of the mirrored copper mirrored coppers Ashet Sovu which they created at the entrance of the temple. Now look at Rashi. Marot Hat Sova Bottom column, third line down. Rashi brings the Tanchuma. Uh, the Medrash is clearly bothered by what, what, what is going <coughs> on here. Mirrored copper images. Perfect. What is Tsova Oz? But Marot Hat Sova He's taking us back to Egypt In which we were told you can have no children And Miriam's father is there And he says there's no more intercourse There's nothing No more hanky-panky That's it Men have to separate from women We're not going to have children Otherwise they're going to be killed What did Israelite women do? The men came home from slave labor building the pyramids. The Israelite women owned mirrors. And with those mirrors, they would fancy themselves up. And then they would look into them when they adorned themselves. So when Moses says, I need copper... He started off by saying, I need silver. Everyone gave their silver. I need gold. Everyone gave their gold. And now they go, hello, everybody. I need some copper. I need to make this basin. The women come with their little copper mirrors. And they didn't hold back from bringing them, even though they knew, now I don't have a mirror. How am I going to dolly myself up with makeup? And what happened? When Moses saw those copper mirrors, he had a rage attack. Because Moshe, being very from, said, I'm not going to take those for the Mishkan. You use those mirrors to doll yourself up. They, they, you use them for Yetzihorah, meaning. For hanky panky. It's a stormy day in Washington. What? <laughs> so God says to Moshe, listen to the drama that's going on in this midrash in, around surrounding this posak. Kabel! I want you to accept those mirrors. Don't be so from. Ki ilu chavivin You know what? Those mirrors are more beloved to me than all the other Frumi vessels. The Mizbayach and the Ketores and all the pertinences of the Mishkan. Those mirrors that you are going to use to make the Kia are more chavivin on me. They are more beloved to me. Why? She al Yedehem, because of those mirrors that you think are have to do with the Yetzahara. Yeah, that Yetzahora. Those women made multitudes in Mitzrayim. What a medrash. <coughs> now, what was going on in Mitzrayim? And now we know the word svaot. Those maros sovaos is a pun in the Midrashic imagination, with Tsevaot. What's Tsevaot? Legions and legions of people. You're going to see in the Haggadah in two weeks that every woman had how many children? And how many children had how many children? Legions and legions, right? Because of that Yetzirah that you think is so inappropriate, I have a nation of Israel thanks to them. To those women. Now listen to the story. It gets naughtier. Stormy would be appreciative. <laughs> what about in Are you following me in the Russian? The <clears throat> Straight out of the Tanchuma. When the men came home from the Avoidas Perach, from building in the, the salt mines of the Carpathia, the Nazis, right? They would come back to the camps. So these women that you think are so inappropriate would bring them some mashter and bring them some food and some drink. And, and the medrash um, the adds, and we, they would feed them raw fish. Fish is, a, is the idea of fecund. Right, there's so many fish in the sea. It was an aphrodisiac. They would feed them the fish, the filter fish, the herring. And after they were satiated with drink and food after a hard day's work, they were ready to go to bed, sleep. They were so exhorted. And then they would say, now they would take those mirrors And they would lie next to their husband, and he's falling asleep. I had such a hard day in the salt mines of Egypt and pyramids. And then she would show him the two of them next to each other in the mirror. If I I didn't show you this in the Russia, you wouldn't believe it, right? (laughs) And then they would start seducing them with words. Loimer and saying, "Anina enimach, look at me, I'm," because they were all dolled up with their, you know, with their lipstick and you know, I'm prettier than you. O me and from that playfulness, what we would call foreplay, mevius they would turn them on after a hard days of work in the pyramids and salt mines. They would turn them on. The Lahem or for and they would get them pregnant. Those are the mirrors. The mirrors used <coughs> after a hard day's work in Egypt to turn on their husbands by saying, "Look at me, it was a toy. It was a toy, right? A sexual toy. Look at me, look at you, I'm prettier than you, and the guy would go, no, I'm handsomer than you, and there we go. Ah, ah, look at me, and probably the mirror would go slightly lower, 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 showing a bit of cleavage or whatever, right? And then that would turn them on and they would get pregnant. <speaking in> Shinema <Spanish> Shiashirim. The Tanhuma brings an intertext from another place in the Tanakh, which it's a very problematic place called the Song of Songs. Tachas hatapuach orosayich. Bringing a song of songs, right? Under the apple tree I aroused you. Remember that apple tree? That's where we, we, were, we, we had a bit of hanky-panky under that tree. Remember that tree, Solomon? You and I, yes, yes. Rashi is bringing us this Tanchuma to explain this enigmatic verse in chapter 38, verse 8. What is this Maras Os? Oh, the Tsova Os is the Tsevaot. The mirrors that produced multitudes of children because it was a, a sex toy. And now he says. God says to Moses, that is more beloved to me. Don't you dare tell them. Moses says, break their thighs. Get them out of here. I don't want to see these women. These are women of ill repute. And God says, just the opposite. I want those mirrors. I want you to make the key out of those mirrors. Now, there's a Gemara in Soter that tells us <clears throat> that when the Soter The woman who's accused of her husband of being unfaithful has to go through the trial of this ritual, trial of drinking the waters. It's from that kior, from that copper basin. Because they're called mayim tehorim, You are going to be tried by the waters of purity to determine if your motive with that man was pure or impure. And if it's pure, you go back to your husband and he can go home feeling good about himself. The Gemara and Sota uses that keel. It's specifically that basin of copper that is inlaid with the mirrors. Because God is saying, Moses, you got it wrong. They didn't do it for the Horah. You don't have to break their thighs. They did it because they wanted Amisrael to survive. In the middle of the Holocaust. In the middle of Egypt. Despite everything. It was their faith in the future of Kali Yisrael that saved Kali Yisrael. I want you to take those mirrors. The Nase Haki or let the basin be made out of that of that. Shehulashom Shalom Beyn Ishla Ishto, because that will bring once more in the future peace between a husband and wife. It is that mirroring, those mirrors that will bring once again in the soita ritual when a man accuses a wife that will bring peace between a husband and his wife. La hashkos mimayim. I think it's just an amazing marriage. It's an amazing medrash because what is a mirror? This is what I'm asking you. When you look in the mirror, What do you see? It is a distortion image. It's not the real image. It's a right, today it's right to left. I look at my right eye, it's my left eye. For sure, back in the ancient Near East, it was a very imperfect, polished image in polished copper. And nevertheless, it was the instrument by which a man and a woman would arouse themselves for the procreation of Klal Yisrael, and it's to be used as the kior, in which the the Nitzv and the Sforna say is a prerequisite for our relationship with the Divine by the Karnim, and it is the very ritual trial by which a man makes peace with his wife when he is (coughs) looking at her as being unfaithful. Marot Tsevaot, the mirrored images by which we look at ourselves, is the very instrument by which we make peace with ourselves. (coughs) And if this is a spiritual roadmap for our lives today, then I suggest to you, ladies and gentlemen, that our looking in the mirror is a sacred act. And that when you look in the mirror, you see through the distortion and the image of the surface of yourselves. And that you see through the surface into the depths of the (laughs) chaylek elokai mimal, the sacred divine spark that's within you. Because that is what God is. Admonishing Moshe Rabbeinu. You're looking at those women who are standing at the Pesach oh, all ready to donate those mirrors, and all you could see is mirrors and sexuality and yet a horror and lust. <clears throat> but I say to you, you didn't go beyond the mirror. You didn't go into the image behind the mirror. The mirror is just a reflection. <laughs> Correct. It's, the, it's looking into beyond the mirror, into the inner self that God is requiring Moses to do. Does that make sense? And so for me, this is a healing text. It is saying that as I look in the mirror at my failing, aging self... And looking at those years of betrayal and deceit and self-doubt and failings and a life of failure That I am too to be asked this day as I shave and look at myself in the mirror And I'm asked by this roadmap to look deeper into myself and to see the spiritual divine within